You're listening to the Good Girls Get Rich podcast, episode 204. Welcome to the Good Girls Get Rich podcast with your host, Karen Yankovich. This is where we embrace how good you are, girl. Stop being the best kept secret in town. Learn how to use simple LinkedIn and social media strategies and make the big bucks. Hello, I'm your host, Karen Yankovich, and this is episode 204 of the Good Girls Get Rich podcast. And this episode is brought to you by She's Linked Up, where we teach women simple relationship, heart-based LinkedIn and PR, a system that gets you on the phone consistently with the kinds of people that just create impact, influence, and income. It's digital marketing with the human touch, human to human marketing. So if you've listened before, or if you love what you hear today, you know we love to hear from you. So make sure you're subscribing to this show wherever you're listening. We love your reviews. So if you're open to that, leave us a review. Tell us what you loved about this episode so we can do more things like this. And of course, take a quick screenshot, share this episode on social media, put it in your stories, use the hashtag good girls get rich, tag me. I'm at Karen Yankovich, tag our guest today. All of her links are in the show notes to this episode and we will get you some visibility in return. So just go to karenyankovich.com slash 204 to see the blog for this show. You'll see all the links we talk about today and all of our guest Simone's links as well. And that's where you can get all the details. I can't wait for you to meet Simone. Simone and I have been friends and work colleagues since 2012. And over the years, she's hired me. I've hired her. She's hired me. I've hired her. But most importantly, she helps me think like a CEO. That's what I wanted you to hear, how to think like a CEO and not just an entrepreneur and not just somebody that's making a little extra income. If you really want to grow your business to be a real profitable business, then you need to listen to today's show. I can't wait for you to hear what Simone's got to say. We are here today with Simone Craig, and Simone is my favorite wealth expert, and I've done a lot of work with her in many different areas, but I wanted to bring her on because there's been something that's come up in the last couple of years that was definitely a little triggering for me and made me learn a little bit more about the topic that I want to talk about here today. So I wanted to bring Simone on to do that with me. Simone, thanks for coming. Oh, thank you for having me, Karen. It's always good to chat with you. Yeah. Simone was on a previous episode, so we'll dig that out and put it in the show notes. But Simone, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about you and what you do? Yeah. As you said, I am a wealth expert and I primarily work with women entrepreneurs to help them build generational wealth. So I meet her wherever she is. She needs bookkeeping, if she needs better tax saving strategies, if she needs personal finance, money management help, anything that can help that woman achieve whatever her financial goal is so that she can have more freedom and more sovereignty in her everyday. And it's nice, of course, to be able to leave something to your kids, our kids, but it also is very much based in that woman creating a life and a lifestyle that really is going to empower her and and give her the peace and freedom that she wants. I love that, Simone. And you know, Many of you guys that are listeners know that I have four kids and now I have four grandkids. And (laughs) for me, it is less about leaving them. I mean, I love the idea of generational wealth. It's not not that I I don't want to leave them anything. It would be great if that was the case. But more importantly is I want to be able to do for them whatever I want to do for them without sacrificing what I need to do for me, you know? So my parents are in their eighties, you know, and you know, they're, they're okay financially. And 
I worry a little bit, you know, like I, you know, they want to do this. They want to do that. And I'm like, is there enough money to do with it? Like I, I want them to, if they're, if they need assisted living or if they need those kind of things, I want to make sure that they can have those kinds of things. And I want to be able to do those kinds of things. And I want to be doing what I want to do for my kids and grandkids now while I'm here with them. Right. Yeah. And not be worrying about, well, is there going to be enough money to take care of me? You know? So, so yes, I love the idea of generational wealth, but also just having the choices Exactly. You know, now I think are important. Yes. Options. I, I I found that it's really when we really boil it down, talking to a lot of women about what do they what you know, why do you want money, right? Why do you want wealth? You know, besides being able to pass it on to your kids, why? And a lot of it boils down to options for women. Right. They want to be having great, choices. Having choices. They want to yeah. be able to, you know, and it seems like a simple thing. But it's it's really a huge thing to be able to have, again, the sovereignty to make choices about your life instead of being at the whim of somebody else's choices. Yeah, that's so important. That's so important. And you know, as an entrepreneur, and most of the most of the listeners to the show are either entrepreneurs or entrepreneurial, right? Maybe they have a sales role or you know, they have some they have an income goal, whatever that looks like. Yep. You know, it's such a, it's such a money. It's such a touchy topic. So many people, and we, you and I have been talking about this for years, but I, but lately I'm just kind of putting a stake in the ground and saying, I'm not even listening to that anymore. And that is, you know, well, I want to have a six figure business. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, go work at McDonald's and you'll have yeah. money in your bank, right? You'll yeah. have money in your own part, in your own account. Probably not that a six figure, Like if you're a coach and you obviously you can minimize your overhead and you can bootstrap things, but yeah. honestly, like, we need to be thinking bigger because, because we want to have those choices and it's not thinking bigger. I don't think it's thinking bigger because we all, I mean, why don't, there's nothing wrong with wanting to be a millionaire. Right. So it's not even that it's not even that you want to be because you want to be a millionaire. It's thinking bigger so that you can have those choices. Right. So when, you know, the number that I like to throw out is when anybody that comes into my program, we're shooting for a quarter million dollars a year for them. Like that's the, that's what we're shooting. I want that to be the mindset that we're shooting at. I'm not a business coach. We're not worrying about the bottom line. I can just help them with the top line, right. Pouring money into the top of the business. And that to me, that in many cases should allow for a six figure income to the CEO, right? Yes. To that coach, yes. even if you are a solopreneur, yes. right? You still have expenses like your, you know, your microphone for the podcast interviews you do, right? And the, mm-hmm. your, your email, pro, you know, your email service and all the things that we pay $10 a month for, right? So, yes. so the number needs to be bigger. And, you know, there's a lot of people and I myself have been included in that, you know, many times in my life that are there. It's not really paycheck, but they live paycheck to paycheck, right? They run their business yeah. like month to month. So when the pandemic happened and there was, you know, the government was sent, was doing loans for small businesses and entrepreneurs and small business owners. I was all jiggy about it. I was like, I don't, I don't want to loan. I don't want to borrow money. Yeah. And, and you and many other smart money people were like, you know, you're, you're shooting yourself in the foot. So, so let's talk about that a little bit. Well, I, I think there's a few things there, but I, I think it is important to look at business debt in a different light than personal debt. They're two different beasts because ultimately they have, I guess you could say almost two different purposes if you if you look at it that way. One of the things about business debt is, and especially if you are a solopreneur, a lot of it is really on you. The business moves forward because of you. Right. And in the beginning, that can be quite a lot, you know, without financial considerations. Right. 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 And so the bottom line is to, to be very now, of course, there's always exceptions to the rule. There's always unicorns out there. Absolutely. 
But yeah. most likely, <laughs> if you are a solopreneur, you know, a lot of your own money is going to be going into getting this business going for quite a few years, right? right? right. It's going right. to be on you. And there's many things you can do that you and I have talked about over the years, mm-hmm. mindset and everything else like that. But the bottom line is, is the way money works is sometimes there are good months, sometimes there aren't. Sometimes there's high cash flow, sometimes there's low cash flow. That's just the nature of money, life, right? Mm-hmm. Business. So it's really important for especially a solopreneur. And of course, if you're not a solopreneur, but especially when you're starting out, that you have a backup of cash flow. To yes, of course, to support you financially, but also there is something emotionally, there's an emotional support that you feel when you know you have a nice foundation of cash in the bank sitting there to support you. If anything, you're clearer, you make better decisions because that money's there. Your your financial decision making, regardless, you, you know regardless of you could be having a great day, you're at peace, wonderful. Your decision-making is going to be very different than if you have $100,000 in cash, they are supporting you, then you have $1,000 in cash and you're not sure what you're going to do. Right. Right. Very different. And it's not a judgment about either one of those. It's just that there's a tendency that you're going to make more fear-based decisions about your business if there isn't some capital cash flow support for you there. So all that to say is that business owners need capital. Business owners need funding support, you know, and yes, they talk about it from the financial standpoint, but I always like to, especially for women business owners, bring it back to the emotional safety that you feel as a result of having funding to back you up. Oh my gosh. So important. Well, obviously, you know, in my case, anyway, the pandemic is what brought this to light for me, that this is, you know, something that is that people are doing, right? I was one of those people that thought I had to do everything with, you know, I mean, listen, I've, I've since learned more and more about the beauty of using other people's money to build your business. Yes. Right. And, and having, and like you said, having a place to go, you know, whether it's a line of credit or whatever, so that you are able to make decisions from a place of growth, not a place of fear. Yeah. And who, I mean, as myself as well, in the very, very beginning, early 2020, I was like, I don't know about this, you know, this money and, you know, loan money and maybe, you know, thoughts like, oh, well, maybe I should be focusing on sales and, you know, getting sales instead of um, loan money and I think that can be kind of a, like a a dangerous way, dangerous way to think about it. And I, and I think that there are a lot of, you know, ideas or quotables or things we, you know, we see running across the internet that sound good in theory, but in practice, the bottom line is business owners, million dollar business owners, multi-million dollar business owners, they all seek investing. They all seek funders. Right. So why should a solo, why should a solopreneur be any different? Why should uh, we treat ourselves any differently? You know, business is not about doing something on your own. You do absolutely nothing in business on your own. That's just right. that you don't. Right. Yes, maybe, maybe your idea. Sure, maybe your idea alone. Okay, but 
you know, you in order to succeed in business that I've learned is that so the more successful you become, the more people you need, the more support that you need, the more you have to be willing to let go of control and surrender and say, somebody else has to step in and do this so I can be my best self and show up as my best self in this business. And bottom line is that takes money, (laughs) right? Money. So, all right. So let me ask you this. How do you get started? So you're a, you're a coach or a consultant and you're, you know, you're billing out, you know, 15, $20,000 a month. You're starting to really, you know, how do you, you know, and you're at the point now where you are like, it is harder to do everything yourself. Right. And you do need to get some support. And, you know, I'm a huge, huge, huge fan of delegating whatever, you know, is what all the things that are, you know, less per hour, whether, even if it's in your house, you know, not just in your business. Right. So where do you start? Where do you start when you're saying, all right, I think it's time for me, you know, cause, cause maybe you just want to get started with ads, right? Maybe it's time to start running some Facebook ads or some TikTok ads or YouTube ads, you know, and, and you want to give you wanted to have a $10,000 a month ad budget, but your business is bringing in $15,000 a month, right? So, you know, that there should be a return on that investment, right? If you do it, if you do it properly and it may yeah. take a while to get that right. Yes. But that's how we grow some of this stuff, right? Whether it's ads or whether it's hiring a sales team or what, you know, so how do you take that first step towards having that funding so that you can start to have the kind of growth you want to have? For the funding piece, I think the first thing you want to look at is building up your business credit. So, I mean, well, I'd say even before that, Think about what exactly type of funding you're going for, because there's loans and then there's grants, right? Right. Two different things. What are you going for? And then with loans, specifically with loans, you really want to start looking at your business credit score, which is important. It's through Dun & Bradstreet and Dun & So this is a score for your business separate from your own personal credit. Your personal credit will at some point come into play in business financing in the beginning until you build up good business credit. But I would say start with your Dun & Bradstreet Paydex score. So Dun & Bradstreet, you get a a Dun & Bradstreet number for your business. First of all, you can reach out to Dun & Bradstreet and give them your business information. And they will say, they'll probably give you about a 30-day waiting period so they can check your business out and things like that. You'll get a Dun & Bradstreet number. And then you can, what you can start to do is start proactively building up your business credit score or what, again, what they call a paydex score. And there are certain companies that you can purchase from that will give you payment terms that you can build up a payment history with over a certain amount of months. They will report to Dun & Bradstreet for your company. And as a result of that, it will increase your paydex credit score, which ideally you want to be 80 or above. So if you have this 80 or above paydex score, then that increases the chances of lenders lending you money. <laughs> that's the bottom line is they, they will look at your pay. So I would say that's the first thing that you want to do. And while you're building up that credit, you also want to make sure that you are building up, yeah, of course, sales, sales in your business. You want to make sure that you are profitable. So there's some things you can do to make sure that you're profitable. We can talk about that too. And then the other thing too, you want to look at is again, some reserve cash flow. Because a lot of times these lenders will say, okay, yeah, okay. Paydex score. Okay. All right. Yes. This is how much money the business is making. Yes. Okay. 
but how much money is she able to manage? Is there any money in the bank account right now? You know, how, what's, mm. what's been the cash right. flow of what's been the, or the, the average collected balance or the average balance of your account over the last three months? Some right. of them want to see that. Now, that can be a bit of a catch-22 and a bit unfair sometimes in my view, because it's like, well, if you want this pristine cash flow history over the past three months and I have a certain balance, then maybe I don't necessarily need loan money from you, right? Right. But either way, you you don't have to be perfect with it, but you do want to be mindful of keeping a certain amount of cash in the business, not going down to zero and depleting cash flow and then going back up the next month because lenders will, will look at that. So let me ask you this, Simone, do you think, let's just say, you know, it's June or July of 2022 and you just had a couple of good months and you're really not looking to borrow money right now, but do you think that you should anyway? Like, like it's kind of like, you know, like I'm, I'm thinking like maybe we should be getting these lines of credits when we're in a good place, not when we need them. That is exactly right. (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. I mean, the best time to reach out for funding, credit, loans is when you don't need it. That is the perfect time to, yeah. So if you have a good few months and you're feeling good and you're like, wow, I feel like I can really do this without loan money, that's the time to go for it. And you don't have anything to lose, right? So let's say what number one, you don't get the loan money. You didn't need it anyway. But if you do, you have that wonderful foundation of cash that I was mentioning, and it's going to help increase your decision-making and it's going to help you to think bigger picture, right? Oh, okay. What can I invest in? That's going to be, you know, help me to move the needle in my business, right? And, you know, that could be talent in your business. Doesn't have to necessarily be a program. It could be yeah. talent, right? Mm-hmm. Is It could be a marketing budget. Like you said, could be Facebook ads, right? But you have the freedom and the, the breathing room in the business to make good decisions about that money instead of just like, oh, and you know, I need cash. And then it's kind of gone before, before it's landed in your bank account, you know? Right. So you're absolutely right. Yes. Get the loan money or the funding before you need it. Okay. So we have checked our Dun & Bradstreet Paydex score. Yeah. We've gotten a couple little accounts that maybe start reporting to Dun & Bradstreet. Yeah. Like how, what do you do when it's time to actually say, all right, let's, let's go and see if there's, uh, there, you know, let's look for a line of credit, for yep. example. What do you, yep. what is the first step? Well, you know, I'm really a huge fan of small local community banks because, because one, it gives you the opportunity to really build a good relationship with your banker. You can do that at bigger banks, yes. But there's a lot the, the there's a lot more kind of red tape, and it's a lot lot harder um, to get really great loans and interest rates at bigger banks than you would at a community bank or like a, a credit union. So I would say that also in the beginning, if you can open up a business bank account at a credit union, local community bank build a relationship with your banker, let them know what your business goals are as you're building credit. So when, you, when you've when taken those few months, three to six months to build up your business credit, you can go back into the bank and say, hey, you know, I'm ready. What do you have available for me? And they tend to have better interest rates 
than the larger, more established, well, well-known banks. So I would say go to your, your local community bank first to see okay. what they have for you. Then I would also say, look into the online lending platforms. You know, there's some really good ones out there and people who will proactively take an interest in helping you get funding for your business. I really like business.org. It's actually an online platform that I, I write for sometimes. And they really do the research depending on the type of entrepreneur that you are and where you are in your business. Also, are you a woman-owned business? Are you a minority-owned business? They break down all of the best lending platforms or lending programs for you as a business owner. So that would be the next thing that I would look into. Then I would also say, open yourself up to grants, right? The SBA always has some type of, if not loan, but grant programs and the SBA can refer you to local programs in your area that are giving grants. And once you get into that, into that kind of that feed or that community, you know, people know you're looking for lending, the more you'll hear about different programs. So I know what a grant is, and maybe most of the uh, people here do, but why don't you tell everybody yeah. the difference between a grant and a loan and a line of credit? Okay. So great question. So a grant is money that comes to you for some business purpose that you don't have to pay back. Okay. Which we like that. That's number one. That's our favorite. That is a beautiful, beautiful. That's our favorite. It is our favorite. Now the caveat with grants are usually there is, is something that you have to use the money for, right? So for instance, I think the WNBA was giving grants out to women business owners, right? Mm-hmm. So with that, there were certain things though they wanted to know that you were using the money for, right? So there can be some kind of limitations that you, for what you can use the grant money for. Now there's some, there's none, right? Especially during COVID, they were just saying, hey, you know, <laughs> here, here's money for your business, do with it what you will. But that's a grant. It, it, money that comes to you, you don't have to pay it back. Beautiful. Loan is money that is loaned to you from a bank, from some financial institution that you do have to pay back at interest, right? So that's usually what you'll get from a traditional bank or um, now these online lending platforms. And then a line of credit, which I'm, I'm a fan of, is credit or, right, I guess you could say funding that is available to you that's it's not a loan because they haven't given you cash, but they've given you access to pull cash out if you need it. So if you have a loan for $100,000, they give you the $100,000, you pay them back at interest. If you have a line of credit for $100,000, you pay them back interest on that full $100,000 because they give you the $100,000, you pay the interest on the full $100,000. That is correct. A line of credit, you can have a $100,000 line of credit but it is money that is available to you that you can pull out. So even though it's a $100,000 line of credit, kind of almost similar to a credit card, almost, but not completely, but you can just, if you only need 10,000, you pull out 10,000, you pay whatever interest on that 10,000 that you pulled back, pulled out, and then you pay that back over time, but you still have access to another $90,000. So somewhat like a credit card, but usually a line of credit you have a much better, you have a much better interest rate. Well, yeah, because you're not paying interest on the full amount, but yet yeah. you can still use the full amount if you need it. Full amount right. That's right. 
So I'm a big fan of line of lines of credit for, for businesses. And you can get them at your small community banks and credit unions also credit unions also. That's right. And, you know, sometimes it, it depends too on, on where you are right on the personal side, because again, if you go to a, yeah, a community bank or even a larger bank, they are going to look at your personal credit in the beginning. And you can start off with getting a secured credit card. You know, you can deposit, they have, I think they have those at one of the larger banks where it's a secured savings account. So you put, you could put $500, $1,000 into a savings account. Okay. And they will turn that into a secured credit card for you. Right. So, and that way you build up credit, good faith with the bank, right? You, you show over a year, sometimes it's two years that you were consistent with your payments. You never had any missed payments, you know, like that. And they'll say, okay, she's ready. She can have a credit card now, or she's ready for a line of credit, or maybe she's ready for lending. So in the beginning, it is really showing, and it doesn't take a lot of money in the beginning. It really, you know, with building up a good DMV credit score, or maybe you need to build up good faith with a bank. It, again, it could be with $250, $500. If you show that you can pay that off every month for a year to two years, a lot of this funding will open up because you've proven that you're, you're not a big risk for them. All right. So for let, them, me, let, me, let me ask you this question. Cause I do think this is like the elephant in the room for a lot of women that I speak to. Yeah. Are you personally responsible for this money? So where I'm going with this is, you know, I am, and I listen, women out there that are listening, like, you know, we, we, we all have to think like CEOs, right? So putting, putting your CEO cap on and you're running this business and it's, you know, it's a quarter million dollar business now. And you're like, all right, this is the, I'm going to take it to half a million, you know, to a million dollars. I need some help doing that. And I'm going to get a hundred thousand dollar loan. Cause I'm going to hire, you know, or $200,000. I'm going to hire some salespeople and blah, blah, blah. But you got a spouse who's saying, what do you mean? You're going to take a $200,000 loan. Like, like how does that affect you personally? Or does it affect you personally? Uh, well, so it depends on how your business is set up, right? So if you are a sole proprietor, okay, then, and you get loan money for your sole proprietor business, yes, that, that loan is on you personally. There's no, there's no safeguard there, mm-hmm. right? If you're an LLC, that's very different because an LLC someone can't legally come after your personal assets if they, for some reason, choose to sue the business, right? So if someone defaults on a business loan, then that business loan is going to be the responsibility of the business. Now, practically speaking, if you're an LLC, the finances of the LLC flows to your personal finances, right? So there's, of course, there's a personal responsibility and and of course, having to pay the loan back. But in terms of legal implications, you're you're a lot more protected as an LLC. But I mean, either way, you you as the business owner are responsible for paying the money back. I think if I'm asking, if I'm answering your question. No, you are, you are. It's just that, you know, if you're married, any debt, you know, is co-debt. Sure. Right. If you're personally responsible for it. Yeah. Yes. Right. So absolutely. So 
you know, as much as, you know, this could be why I'm not married, but as much as I'm like, you know, it, I get to, it's my business. I make the decisions. Yes. It does impact the, your family. If you're taking out, you know, large amounts of money that you may personally be responsible for, sure. but there's ways, it sounds like there's ways to do it. And this is obviously where you all need to talk to your accountants. There's ways to do this that can protect. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, we, we know, I would like to think that none of nobody's borrowing money that they're not intending to pay back. Right. 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 So it isn't, it isn't even about defaulting on it. It's about having the confidence to go after it in the first place. Absolutely. Right. And it's, and, yes. and having the confidence, it's a lot easier to have the confidence when it's all on you and it's your business and it's a business decision yeah. versus having to involve people that are not involved in the business sure. in the borrowing decisions. Sure. Right? Sure. That, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Awesome. All right, Simone, how can people learn more about the work that you do? And well, tell us a little bit more about the work that you do. Yep. Okay. So people can find more about the work that I do at simonecraig.com. I have programs there. Actually, I have something called Abundant School. So that school is basically designed to help you, again, to improve your business finances wherever you find yourself, becoming more profitable, making sure you're paying yourself, knowing exactly what you need to put aside for taxes so that you can create your business and turn your business into just one income stream that's going to help you to build the wealth that you want. And then on the other side of that, once you've achieved that, then it's about what do you do on the personal side with your personal finances? And I have something called the Epic Method for Generational Wealth that gives you the step-by-step process to hit your, your wealth goal if that's what you want to do. So you learn about all of that in Abundant School. There's also, of course, my signature mindset program, how to make money fall in love with your bank account. Because if you're right at the beginning of your journey, then again, we're talking about solopreneurs in the beginning, really what you need is an influx of cash, (laughs) inflow of cash. And so that mindset program is designed to help you to have an abundance breakthrough in 60 days. So anything that you need financially, abundance school and my work with you can help you to get there. So again, that's simonecraig.com. You can look up my abundance school. I also have a lot of fun doing abundance guided meditations. So you can find those on YouTube, on my YouTube channel. We'll Simone definitely Craig. link to that. I was just going to talk about your meditations. They're amazing. Yeah. So Simone's meditations on yeah, her so YouTube those, channel as well. Cool. 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 Yeah. Those, so awesome. those help as well. Awesome. Simone, thank you so much for being here today and for tackling this tough conversation. I think it is a tough conversation for so many people. I mean, you know, I talk to women every single day about supporting them and growing their business. And, and as you know, as I said in the beginning, I am, you know, the people that I work with are the people that are big thinkers. And if you're a big thinker, you got to get out of the mindset where it's got to all, you got to do it all yourself. You know what I mean? You've got to think like a CEO and (laughs) thankfully there are people like you that help us do that. So thank you so much for being here, Simone. Thanks, Karen. Okay. I hope you're inspired to really show up and really understand the money stuff in your business. Absolutely. Take Simone up on everything she shared with you today. And if you want to know what it's like to pour some more income into the top line of your business, that's what I can help you with. At She's Linked Up, we create wealthy women of influence. If you want to know what that looks like, just grab a spot on our calendar, karenyankovich.com slash call, get you to that. These calls are truly just 
they're genuinely collaborative. We will brainstorm with you. We will see if we think that the systems that we know work for so many women will work for you or not. Sometimes people are just not ready for them and that's okay. That's cool. We are really looking to just provide you with support. And the only way to do that is to get on this call. That's how Simone started. That's how all of the people that have joined our program have started. They've all started by booking a call like this. KarenYankovic.com slash call gets you on our calendar. And remember, let's lift each other up, right? Let's support each other. If you missed last week's episode, episode 203, you definitely want to check that one out. We talk about how important it is to lift up the other women in your life and to collaborate with them so they're lifting up you as well, right? So help me help you share this podcast, take a quick screenshot of this episode on your phone, share that on social media, tag me, tag Simone. We will share it with our audiences and that's how we all get more visibility. That's how we make more and more wealthy women and let's kick some business booty together. I'll see you back here next week. <laughs> 